Welcome back, everybody. Episode 32 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We're sponsored by Fight Back CBD. Get 15% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. We're also sponsored by War Bar Soap. Give them a close-up. Oh, War Bar Soap. You get 25% off of their hygiene products with code JJD at warbarsoap.com. These are the guys over at Power X Core as well. This is the spray that I love. After rolling, I spray myself down and uh, he gets the yuckies off. All right. Um, I'm also going to give a, a really uh, quick shout out to, Bo, you got me on the camera there, Operation Grapple. They sent us some cool teas. And Bo, last episode, or on our holiday episode, or, or are we calling it the holiday episode or the holiday message? Yeah, I think it's the Where holiday, our guest didn't show. Episode. You asked for a military green t-shirt. I know you wanted the We Defy t-shirt, but we delivered here. They sent us t-shirts for everybody. He Ooh. labeled this as juniors, but you guys didn't pick the shirt color, so Ooh-wee. this one's yours. <laughs> so I'm like I did last time, I'm going to open up your gift. Excellent. Show it Thank on you. camera first. Thank you. That's you badass. You got it. You got what you wanted. I hope you just that really badass. wanted the color. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Operation that's, Grapple. You got that there on uh, on my uh, absolute, on my camera? Yep, yep. Very cool. Here, I'm going to get on that camera, Very on the cool. other camera, even closer. And they've got, uh, you got some stickers. And uh, you've actually got an iron-on in this bag, too, Bo. So cool. you want to put the uh, the logo on, on something else. I'm going to toss this to you, Bo. Where, where did I Ready? become iron-on man? Bo. There you uh, go. All right. I become Iron On Man. <laughs> Operation Grapple. They are spreading the word of jujitsu and how it can help relieve stress in our daily lives. A portion of the profits from their t shirt sales on their website go to veterans charities and help combat suicide, depression, PTSD, and other mental health concerns. Uh, I believe you can get them at Operation Grapple underscore USA. Let me actually just... I just put up the website. Yeah, uh, did you, yeah, yeah. let me actually... Uh, I want to make sure that I got that right for everybody. So it's Operation Grapple. Yeah, Un- Operation Grapple underscore USA. That's them on Instagram right there, guys. So go check them out. Show them some love. Let them know the dummy sent you. All right? Bo, you got your new shirt. Thank you. Uh, also, this is really cool. Now, I've been out. Corona, holiday, turkey day. Sick, but we've got our new friends over at Crown Rash Guards. This is really cool. I didn't get your rash guard, Bo, because you're not rolling yet. So I did get... I don't need to be slippery. Ranked rash guards (laughs) for me, Miguel, and Junior. This, I love this, because I love love everything black. So, Bo, another close-up. You got my uh, camera there? Yeah, go to the other camera. Go to the other camera. Very cool, right? Nice. Very cool. Obviously, again, I like ranked. the black and purple. Kind yeah, that's you know, their their kind of thing is like minimalist, you know, right? So you can check them out at crownrashguards.com. This is uh, right. They've got the short sleeve there. You got that bow? Yep. You got the short sleeve there. I I opted for the long sleeve. I think Miguel went for the short sleeve blue. Yeah, your arms are so. not like the arm in that. In that no, no, no. I, I modeled for this. I modeled for these. Come on, that's <laughs> your legs not that big. So again, huge shout out it's for superheroes. Again, got uh, I got Miguel and uh, Junior's rash guards here when they uh, when they join us again. Very All right, nice. So let's uh, let's Very check nice. them out, everybody. Again, uh, love companies that are doing something outside of jujitsu as well as 
you know, kind of taking the sport to a next to the next level. Um, so this one is really cool as well, Bo. I'm going to do this one now. This is called the Stinky Bag. Ooh. All right. We talk, you know, we've got the... Uh, I guess it has to do with smells. <laughs> we've got the belt debate, the washer belt debate. Well, this bag Bury your belt. is going to allow you <laughs> to... You can put your gi, your belt, your gym equipment, your wraps if you're a fighter. You can put everything into this bag. All right. You zip it up. And attach it to your bag or throw it in your bag. This is really cool right now for first responders, nurses, doctors. They need to throw their scrubs into a bag uh, or, you know, they want to take them home and wash them. What do most people do? They throw them in a, the Publix bag. They throw them in a shopping bag and then they throw it in next to their food and their backpacks. Well, now you've got a bag that you could put it in. Now, this is the really cool part, Bo. All right, check this out. Now, you go to the bottom of the bag, right? <gasps> And you're gonna pull out. You're gonna pull out Whoa. the mesh bag, just like that. And you can just throw the whole thing in the wash, even with this piece up here on top. On top. Okay, so you just Mind throw blown. the whole thing. Mind blown. You throw the whole thing into the wash. That's really cool. so really cool. Comes out the other side. Now, I did. This is an extra large bag because I definitely wanted to fit my gi top and my pants. Again, my belt. Rash guard I can even throw in here when I get home. Your sport cup. Usually take, change when, up, you know, take everything off when I get home. sport cup takes up all the space. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, this is really cool. I found them online. I hit them up. I'm like, you definitely need to be talking to the jiu-jitsu community because this is perfect for us. Oh, uh, it really so, is. And it washes the bag, so just, all yeah. your stuff could be sweaty, nasty. Yeah, that's it. Take it back out. Take your stuff out. Now, you know, you in some cases for us, you know, a key top, maybe you want to take it out. Maybe you want to throw it in by itself. That's fine. You can go grab it, but you have the ability to throw the whole thing in there. So again, this is, uh, it's S-T-N-K-Y. It's called a stinky bag, right? You can check them out. I should have put this up on the screen before. You can check them out at S-T-N-K-Y.us. And again, it's not just for jujitsu. If you know anybody that's got, you know, leaves work, they've got really dirty clothes. Uh, they, you know, you got to throw them in somewhere and and they're just not they're putting it in their backpack with the food that they bring to work and their water bottle this is this is for them so go check them out again tell them the dummy sent you appreciate that guys i got a got a couple more for the crew again bo sorry i didn't get you one of these i start getting you this kind of stuff when you when you start to roll oh all right brother oh it's it's, quid, it's like that quid pro quo <laughs> <laughs> all right Huge shout out to Flow and Roll at Flow underscore N underscore Roll on Instagram. Get 20% off your online order with code JJD at flowandroll.com. Again, as always, check out their Instagram and look at all their custom work. They're down with Jits King down in Miami today doing an event, a kids' event. I believe it's 7 to 17. And some of these kids are going to wind up on Flow Grappling. So that's going to be really cool as well. If I didn't mention, stick around, everybody, because we have. Jim Allers coming on the show. He's a UFC vet and he's a current bare knuckle fighting champion, championship fighter, bare knuckle fighting championship. Don't spit it out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I got a mouthful. So so we got him coming on the show in just a few minutes. I'm real excited about this. Uh, He's amazing. He came to our gym uh, the week before last. I rolled with him. He was banged up from his last fight. I was like, you look familiar because <laughs> I haven't really been that much of a bare knuckle fighting championship uh, uh, watcher 
you know, I maybe watch it on Instagram, but I watch a couple of his fights now. It, it's that, amazing. It's really that cool. Black eye looks really familiar. <laughs> <laughs> As always, everybody, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share wherever you're watching. Click that bell on YouTube. Make sure you're getting our alerts. With the holidays coming, don't forget to support us. Uh, really, the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation, our foundation where we award one-year scholarships to deserving children, kids that are doing some really cool stuff in and outside of Jiu-Jitsu. So you can check us out. You can get to, you can find all of our properties, all of our pages. If you go to our main Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies, click on the link in the bio. Everything is there. But support us on Amazon Smile. Follow the directions on our Instagram. You can just go to Amazon Smile. You just have to, excuse me, you have to go to Amazon, open up your app, go to your settings, click on Amazon Smile. It's a real easy setup. You choose the, the you choose the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies as the organization that you want to donate to, and they give us a small portion of every order, most orders, I should say, because it's not every single product, but they'll give us a couple of bucks, and we get it every quarter, so every bit is helpful. We've got two scholarships out there right now, Bridger Walker, Gemma Fiorenza, and we've got, hopefully, one before the end of this year, maybe by the end of January if we've got to stretch a bit. So appreciate all of your help, guys. Uh, Stay tuned to the end of the episode. Learn a little bit more about the foundation and how we're helping people pay for their tournament fees. They raise a little money for us, then we'll pay for your tournament fees, up to 100 bucks per tournament. All right? I'm Milton Campus, Purple Belt, Fight Sports, Coral Springs. You can check me out on Instagram at UncleMiltyBJJ. It's just me and Bo today. Again, a lot going on. Happy anniversary to Miguel and his wife. Junior is working. So, again, it's, uh, it's me and Bo here today. Bo, say hi to the people. Hello, people. <laughs> so last week we did a, we were supposed to do episode 32. Our guest, it is not today's guest that dipped out on us. Today's guest no, is today's the, guest. No. Last week's guest didn't show. Uh, we were a few minutes late. He took off. He didn't wait. Sad about it. But we did a little holiday message. So, you know, we're getting close to this will obviously come out before Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in and, and supporting us, just you know, keep on sharing and and telling uh telling the world about us. We've got some really really cool guests lined up for the coming month and into the new year, so it's going to be quite a ride. So uh, just give us a second. We're going to get Jim Allers on this screen right here, and uh, we're going to talk some jujitsu, bare knuckle fighting, MMA, UFC. We're going to do it all. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Okay, guys, we just cut away. We're back. Joining us today is UFC veteran, jujitsu black belt owner of Allers Martial Arts in Pembroke Pines, Jim Allers. Am I saying it right? Allers? Allers? It's Allers. Man, you got it right. All right, you know, all right. I was a little nervous about that one. Everybody says it a little different. Yeah, everyone says it, Allers. Yeah. <laughs> I can see where they say it from, you know, and, and who knows, maybe down the line it was Allers, but yeah. the, way, the way my dad taught me, you know, was Allers, so that's what I went with. All right, cool, man. Well, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Uh, for sure, man. So we met, uh, you came out. Uh, how do you know our professor, Felipe? Uh, you, I met you at an open mat the other day, asked you to come on right. the show. So, so it's funny, actually. My my wife, you know, she's, she started training about two years ago with me. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to, like, introduce her to, like, the jujitsu lifestyle, how, like, you know, how everybody's just real cool and you're able to, to like, just train with people and just, just talk to people and meet cool people, you know? So, um we had um, somebody come visit our gym, uh, Naomi from oh yeah over there, you know, and her her husband actually trains with me, 
Um, so they trained at two different schools, you know, and um, so she came to visit and she invited my wife to go train over there. Okay. And I was like, hey, I'll go with you. And then um, I ended up going and I didn't even know who the instructor was until I got there. And I was like, oh, man, we trained at um, fight sports together. I knew I was going to a fight sports. I just didn't put two, two together. Yeah. And um, when I saw him, I was like, oh, shoot, awesome. And it was funny because I the week before, I asked him to show me some um, lockdown stuff. Ah, yeah. And so he did it at the class. So I thought that was really cool of him. That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you train in Miami at the at the headquarters in Miami now? Is that your home gym yeah, for so, yourself? So when I have um, – like competitions coming up and stuff. I try to get there as much as possible. You know, having your own gym, it's very hard mm. to, um, to do that. And especially um, jujitsu really hasn't been my main thing, right? I got into bare knuckle now yeah. more recently, and I've been training a lot of that. But um, like I have a fight to win stuff coming up soon, so I'll probably end up going back down again. But yeah, I usually go to those pro classes. So you brought up the lockdown. Did you see the fight to win last night? Yes, man. It was yes. that was awesome. It, uh, Kai, his son Kai, and Professor Felipe both used the lockdown in their matches. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was real cool, man. They, like, so that's why I wanted to show him. I remember he showed me, and I was just like, man, you know, he was very knowledgeable from it. And I was like, man, you know, I don't know too much from there. I know of it. I know, you know, some things, but it was really cool to get a second view. Yeah, that's that's my go-to move. I do uh, I do that lockdown to the electric chair. I think wrestlers call it the banana split. You know, yes. most guys, most old timers like me that are more hobbyists than anything, you know, we're not professional fighters. If we get that leg over the shoulder, I think last he, last night he went for kind of like the knee, but if you right. just stretch it out, you get them, you know, we call yeah, it the, we call it the pee pee splitter at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, that's my go-to move. I, I love it. And then uh, if you noticed uh, they both, uh, even his son did it. I was joking with, uh, with him online they do the thing with the finger where they point once they get the arm under the leg and they point. So he does it just like his dad. (laughs) That was awesome, man. So, so let's go back in time a little bit here. Let's go. How did you get into martial arts yourself? When did that all start? Um, I mean, I I must've did, I did like a little karate thing when I was a little kid, but that didn't really get me into um, martial arts. I would say, you know, it was more like parents making me go and, um, you know, I didn't, didn't love it. It was like a karate type thing. And honestly, even back then as a kid, it just felt, I mean, I, I love all martial arts. I think all martial arts have their own um, place, but to me, it just didn't feel like it would work, you know, like in a real fight. Mm-hmm. And um, even as a kid, and I think I'm um, in high school, I ran into this wrestler and he was just like, I, I don't want to like, a kid that I would never think would be able to like beat me up. Cause in my head, you know, I can fight, you know, I was like in all these, uh, um, fights at the, at school, you know, with, with bullies and stuff, but I always did good at defending myself. And I was like, man, I can do this, you know? Yeah. And so he was like, Oh, I bet, you know, I can, you know, beat you up pretty much like out rest, whatever it is. And I'm like, no, there's no way, there's no way you can do it. He was like, um, smaller kid and everything. And I mean, we went, into the back um, behind the portables. And we had like a little scrap, you know, not real punching, but we were like slapping, like messing around in high school. And I couldn't believe that he just kept taking me down, getting on top of me, slapping me, slapping me. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Um, Next year I'm going to go to wrestling. 
And he was like, sure you are, sure you are. So kept to my word, went to wrestling and um, just kind of fell in love with that. But then um, after wrestling, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it was just hardcore. Like I, I picked it up really fast, um, did really good um, my junior and senior year. But I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Six months after that, I um, looked for something similar to wrestling on the internet. And I found uh, jujitsu, didn't really know too much about it. Um, but I saw like in the pictures that they were like grappling. So I just went to the school, I saw a class and I was like, oh man, this is just like um, uh, wrestling. And I was like, do you guys do competitions? And they're like, yeah. And um, I was like, all right, sign me up. Didn't even take a class. And then um, just fell in love with it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, you hear a lot of those stories. Like uh, I have a similar story in the way I started. I, I was forced to go to karate. Then I did a little wrestling. I didn't find jujitsu till I was an old man. I was 41 when I got into jujitsu. Oh, but I was a huge UFC fan, you know. But I hear that a lot, not just my story, but a lot of people like, yeah, my parents made me go to karate and I didn't want to go. And hi, yeah, and katas and all this stuff. And <laughs> and I think a lot of us just really want to kind of get in there, scrap and, and learn what we can do. Is that, you know, those guys that come to the gym and be like, they want they think they're going to learn a rear naked choke the first day. Like, show me that choke. Yeah. How, do, how do I choke people? What is this about? Right. I think a lot of people yeah. have a similar story. So, okay, so so fast forward. So you start doing jujitsu again. You were in high school at that point or had you left high school? I had just graduated high school. Okay. Um, I was 18 years old when I started jujitsu. Okay. And you are now a black belt. When At what age did you receive your black belt? Um, so I've been a black belt now. It's going to be six years okay. in, um, in April. Okay. So um, – let me see then. How old am I? 34, about 28 years old. Okay. So it took me, it took me about nine years to get my, my black belt. So you, you know, I saw you at the tournament. What was that? Grappling Federation. I saw you at the tournament. I think you just had your, your bare knuckle fight, which we're definitely going to get into, but I saw you at the tournament. I'm like, I know this guy, you had your sunglasses on, you took them off. And I saw, you know, I saw, I'm like, Okay, I saw the marks and the eyes, and I said, "Oh, I, okay, now I know who it is." And then, all the, then the next Saturday, I see you in my gym. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Was the first thing I said to you when we rolled. I'm like, "Bare knuckle fighting, right?" <laughs> you, said, you said, "Yeah." You just nodded your head. Uh, do you do you still do tournaments yourself, or were you there for the kids? So you, you know your students. Tell me a little bit about that side because you did mention before, like you know, you go to, to to fight sports to get some training in before a tournament. Yeah. So, man, I I um. I'm, I just want to be honestly like the most active competitor out there. You know, I, I see people say, Oh, I'm, I'm the most active competitor, but they just do jujitsu. Or I see people, I'm the most active, but they just fight. Like I want to compete in everything and yeah. do everything, you know? So whether it's bare knuckle, MMA, jujitsu, and I will honestly compete in any kind of tournament. You know, a lot of, to me, a lot of black belts have become um, like prima donnas now, almost it's, Maybe maybe some black belts might not like for me to say this, but like they won't compete unless they get paid, yeah. you know. And to me, man, it's always been for the love of it. I've I've always had fun competing. Same way why I found jujitsu was because I wanted to just compete, and I wanted I loved that um, competition mindset. And um, so I, if if I have to pay for a tournament, man, I understand. You know, um, I understand the business side of it side of it too. These tournaments need to make money. Um, by supporting this tournament, you know, hopefully it sticks around and more people can find jujitsu and love for competition and my students are able to compete. So I don't mind paying for a tournament or anything like that. 
Um, so I compete in everything. I'll, you'll see me at a new breed compete. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's sad that, you know, there's not a lot of black belts, you know, that, that really compete in those kinds. So, um, so I'll, I'll go against, you know, purple belts. And I think sometimes black belts are kind of scared, maybe like yeah. they go against a purple belt. What if they lose? doesn't matter to me, man. I'm, yeah. I want to learn from everybody and, um, see what's out there. So you mentioned you've got a fight to win yourself coming up. Where, where are you going to be fighting? What city? Uh, so I'm trying to fight in the one down here. Um, that's coming down in January. Okay. So I'm going to start training hard for that one. I'm two and zero so far in fight to win. Um, so it's, I like how they keep the record and everything. So it's pretty cool. Um, the only problem is the guy who has the belt is, um, Wagner. Ah! And, um, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask if Wagner, come on, man, just give it up. Give up the fight. Till he's already. <laughs> so, so would you fight him? No way. No, no. way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I, I, um, as a purple belt, I left, I trained, I have, I moved a lot of back and forth coming up from Orlando to South Florida. So I trained with Wagner when I, when I, I came down here and, um, I was in Orlando at the time and me and Wagner were at a, um, Copa and, um, we were going for the absolute and I won my first match. He won his first match. So it was supposed to be me and Wagner. And he's like, are you just going to let me slide? And I'm like, come on, man, let me just, let's just grapple, man. Let's just give me, let me have a try. And man, he submitted me so fast. <laughs> Oh man! I, I remember I was a purple belt at the time, and he was, of course, a black belt still. Was, was and, that um, the the Avengers days that I hear about? They, they, yeah, they called yeah, that, themselves was, that like, was the Avengers. Man, it was it was such a good Copa um, tournament. It had Wagner was in it, Buchecha was in it, um, Cyborg was in it at um, a Copa that's ran in Lakeland. It's a regional yeah. tournament, you know, and it was really cool. Like you look back, all these big name guys were in that tournament. That's a murderer's row right there, boy. I'd walk in and walk around. Oops, I forgot something in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, okay, so we've got, you start out with jujitsu. You're still competing in, um, in in tournaments. Let's go back to UFC days. So how did that happen? How did you get into the UFC? And, and just kind of give me that little bit of a ride there, if you can. So fighting wasn't really in in my, like, mindset. You know, I just wanted to compete. I liked jujitsu. I didn't really even know too much about um, MMA. And then um, at the gym that I was at, I was training in, when I first started jujitsu, I was in Orlando and I was training at a Gracie Baja there. And Gracie Baja was really the only school up there at the time in 2005. And so I had a bunch of guys at the gym that were like doing this fighting stuff that I didn't, again, I didn't really know too much about and never watched the, the UFC. Um, and they were like, I was like, man, I want to, I want to learn how to do that, you know? And, um, they wouldn't let me train MMA till I was a blue belt. So I would just sit and watch them. Like I'd, I'd come early and sit and watch them. And, and just because I, I was so fascinated by it and I would go start watching some of their fights, you know, they, they were fought regional and I would go watch them. And, um, a lot of good guys came from that gym. Ben Saunders used to train there. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was a lot of, um, up and coming guys. I, I guess I started there, you know, and made it to UFC. Um, there's this guy, Paul Rodriguez. He fought in pride at the time. So it was really cool to watch these guys. Once I started to get to know who they were. And then, um, I just, somebody asked me one day, I think I was a purple belt at the time. Hey, do you want to, uh, do you want to have a fight? And I was like, 
sure, man, I want, I want to give it a try. And then, um, I just, it was at, it was at my college. So it was at UCF, which is, was a big time for, I thought for me, there was a couple thousand people there. And for my first fight, it was, uh, really cool to fight in front of my school. And then, um, I was just going to be like a one and done thing, you know? And I just, I remember in high school and college at the time, I was like, Oh, 500 bucks. Yeah. Awesome. Felt like that was a ton of money, you know? And it helped me out with definitely with school. And then they're like, Hey, if you want to do it again, we'll, we'll pay you $800. And so um, I was like, yeah, sure. And then um, I was just going to school at the same time and just fighting because again, it was fun. And I was just, you know, doing well at it. And then when I graduated, I graduated my um, degree in elementary education. And I um, was like, ah, should I go and be a teacher or should I try to do this fighting thing? I was seven and one at the time. And then I just decided I can always come back and be a teacher and um, just took off with the fighting and one thing led to another and I made it to UFC. So you had a couple of regionals first. How, how many, not, well, did you do amateur fights or essentially was that like pro? No. You just went into- so I just went straight pro. Okay. Yeah. Um, they didn't have that rule that you had to do amateur. So okay. now in Florida, you have to have five amateurs before you go pro. So I just went pro. Um, I ended up fighting in like around Orlando and South Florida a couple of times. And then um, when I was, like I said, when I was seven and one, I got picked up by this promotion cage warriors that's based in the UK. That's where Conor McGregor and stuff came from. Um, And I started fighting for them overseas. So I fought like in Jordan, Bahrain, England, Ireland, Scotland, um, fought in all these, all these countries was supposed to fight Conor McGregor and it just didn't happen. Um, I saw that in an I'm, interview you had uh, yeah. two scheduled fights with him. He, he yeah. had, he had an injury in one and you had an injury in another. Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. So just fate didn't let us, um, uh, scrap. So, um, but then, yeah. And then from there, um, I, I think I was like 13 and one at the time I had 11, 11 submissions, you know, jujitsu was my, my main part of fighting. And, um, I think, um, after that I had one, one, I defended a title like three times. And then I finally got a call. I remember I was on my way to work at six o'clock in the morning. And my coach says like, Hey man, check your email. And, um, I go and check my email and then I just pull over and start crying. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe we did it. And, um, yeah, that was it. First fight was in Abu Dhabi. How does your family feel about the, the whole, about fighting? I mean, I'm sure they're probably okay with jujitsu, but, you know, ste- uh, stepping in the ring the first time and now doing bare knuckle fighting, how do they feel? My mom, since, since my first fight has been like, all right, that's it. Right. Like she's been wanting me to quit <laughs> since the beginning. And then, um, I remember when I made it to the UFC, she's like, okay, you made it to the UFC. And I'm like, but mom, now I'm making money finally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I'm going to keep going. My wife has always been supportive of me. She's been, we've been together since high school. So she was with me wrestling. She just understands that, that competition in me. Yeah. Um, that just needs to be competing. There's nothing like it. Win or lose. I just, you know, I just want to keep going. Now, do you let your kids see you fight? Or they Do they ever go out to the fights? Because I think I saw your wife was actually in your corner. I watched a couple of your fights uh, in the last week. And I, I see her in your corner. Are your kids at these fights or do they watch them on TV or do you just kind of not let, let don't want them to see daddy fighting? Right. So at first we, we, we were going to bring them to the fights and everything. And we, I brought him to Abu Dhabi, my son, when he was only like six months old. Um, and um, I just kept, we kept bringing them. But one of my, 
I would just, I never really had bad fights, I'd say, where I got, where I got beat up for the most part, you know? So it was always like, boom, boom, I came in, maybe I won really fast or somehow everything was okay. So my last fight in the UFC, I fought, I had a split decision and um, it was back and forth. And I was kind of like bloodied, you know, and my son, I remember was like, my, my wife was telling me like, no, get daddy out of there, you know? So ever since then, I haven't taken them to to any fights uh, really okay. i take them to jujitsu all the time but not fights anymore do all the kids do jujitsu are they do they train with you yeah they do jujitsu and kickboxing what's your take on the age that kids should start jujitsu or shouldn't start jujitsu before a certain age what's your take um i think definitely if you're just doing it as like a fun thing for your kid like hey like very encouraging to them to to do it and um be like hey you got to do it three days a week, you know, that's, that's all I'm asking out of you or something. That's really what I encourage um, most parents. Um, I don't try to get kids. I don't, I'm not for kids with that competition yeah. stuff a lot. You know, I want kids to compete and I want them to learn about it, but I feel I've seen, I can't tell you the amount of kids that I've seen um, that were, were great. You can tell that they were going to have a, a good jujitsu career if they kept to it, but um, I think sometimes their parents were just too hard on them with jujitsu and then they quit. I can't, I know so many, so many like that. So I, um, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm real iffy with it. I want jujitsu to be fun. I want them to learn. Um, I want them to compete too, but I want them to learn, Hey man, you win some, you lose some, get back on the mat, have fun. But, um, I don't know. For me, maybe like five or six yeah. is the best age. Like start started off fun with them two couple days a week. Um, make it that they want to be there. Play jujitsu, right? They've got to feel like they're playing jujitsu. I'm really, I'm really a fan of those uh, Gracie games. You, you know it. That yeah, that's where I get that from. Uh, I know they, uh, they talk about when the when the you know Hiron and and Henner were little that they played jujitsu. They were never forced to do it. it became yeah, a playful think, thing, passing guard, playing with their dad. You know. I also feel like. If you're going to have your kid do jujitsu, like show him, be lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. And, and go out and, and go to classes, you know, jujitsu is for everybody. So there's nothing better than that, than for your son or daughter to see, hey, man, look, mommy and daddy are doing it. Yeah. You know, so make it, make it a family thing. So let's talk about the bare knuckle fighting now, bare knuckle fighting championship. How the heck did this come about? I mean, I look. I'm a boxing fan growing up. That's that's how I even got into watching the UFC and martial arts. Used to watch boxing with my dad on Saturday afternoons when it was Wide World of Sports as a kid. You know, Saturday afternoon fights out in the parking lot in Vegas. Right. You know, uh, but uh, bare knuckle fighting is new for me. I've seen it. I've I see the quick clips on Instagram. Your your fights are the first fights that I've seen now in full. To to be honest, right? This it's it's you know I knew it was out there. It was just so, it just feels so, yeah, exactly, crazy and wild. You know, how did, how did this come about? Let's start there. Man, so I was pretty much done fighting. Um, in 2018, I decided to open up my school. You know, I had an MMA fight after coming back from my ACL meniscus surgery. And I can just tell in the fight, it was in Russia, that, that my heart just wasn't there anymore. And, and it was the first time I got some, first time I was ever even put in a submission in in 19 MMA fights and I just kind of took that like okay I think I'm done you know I, I can't believe this happened so um started my school and I just was wanted to show my students now 
um, about competition, you know, and, and how it's just to compete. And I didn't compete a lot anymore when I got in the UFC because I was so afraid to um, get hurt. And I didn't want to mess up my career. So I stopped competing in jujitsu and stuff as much as I used to. But when I opened up the gym, I just started competing, started competing, started competing in anything. Combat jujitsu, jujitsu, whatever, um, just to show them. And then um, Bare Knuckle, just somebody from Bare Knuckle just reached out to me. And they were like, hey, we, we're looking for a fight. Someone, someone gave me your name, wanted to know if you're interested. And um, I was like, well, how much are you paying? And they're like, they told me something. I was like, no, definitely not worth it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, I haven't even watched, like you, like you, I never even watched a fight. I knew, I knew of um, Jason Knight and Artem Lobov because I had like history with those guys. So um, I knew uh, uh, that they fought a bare knuckle fight. Never watched it before. And um, so then he goes, oh, okay. So then he had the, the president called me from David Feldman, the president of it. And he was like, hey, I'm sorry that they offered you that. You know, that was, you know, an embarrassment of an offer, blah, blah, blah. He made me a new offer. And I was like, oh, right, let me talk to my wife, you know? And so talk to my wife and we're like, well, let's watch it. <laughs> and, <laughs> that was probably a mistake. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is crazy. But then we like, we're watching and we're like, oh man, some of the fights are like really fast or something, you know, like, like, um, not all of them are, are like this one, like Jason Knight and Artem fight. And so I talked to my boxing coach and we just like, he's like, man, I don't know. I don't want to do this. Like, he's like, and I'm like, man, I just, I'm like, I just want to say I did it again. You know, I'm like, I just, I don't, I want to just be like the person who just did any kind of combat sport and wasn't really a true, a true fighter, a true mixed martial artist, you know? I don't want to say that I was scared of anything. So we tried and it was just going to be another, just a one and done kind of thing. And I prepared myself to come out beat up. You know, I was like, man, I'm, for anything, I'm going to come out beat up probably, but hey, at least I can say I did it. I went in and I knocked the guy out like in 40 seconds, wow. you know, didn't take one, one hit. So I was like, oh man, and so I'm good whatever, at this. Maybe that, that was it. No, that was it still. You know, that was it still. Then they call me up and he's like, hey, we have a short notice fight against Leonard Garcia. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, that's awesome. I, I'm, you know, I grew up watching Leonard Garcia and stuff too, you know. And, and it was the main event. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, well, how much you're offering? You know, and they gave me an offer. I'm like, no, man, that's not worth it. Went back and forth. And then, um, came to the right numbers and um, got, you know, just took a short notice fight against London Garcia and then just one crazy quick again. And it was just crazy because I've never was known for punching. I, like I said, in most of my MMA fights, I took the guy down and submitted them, but um, it was just, I was just having fun again and the fights were fun. It felt like I was like, honestly, um, in high school, like having a fight behind the portables again, you know? And, um, <laughs> So I just kept doing it. And I was like, Hey, the number one rule I told my wife and, and my, um, my coach, you know, there, there's two are always cornering me and my best friend. I was like the number one rule. And when this is not fun anymore, we quit, you know? And, um, um, that's the number one rule. have fun, work hard, you know, and nothing else matters. So that's all we've been doing, man. And just been, it's been a fun time and that's really much how it, how it started. So you are now, is it three and one? 
I'm four and one now. I just, one. I just four. lost my first fight. Okay. Correct. I watched that press conference. Uh, I was the press conference away and it's got a, I, I, there was a little girl in the background and I'm like, I hope these guys don't go at it. There's a little girl right there. <laughs> but you guys, uh, there was a lot of trash talking in that fight. I see. Pal- Palomino? Yeah, um, Palomino? Yes. Um, honestly, it was, it was more for me to just sell the fight. Yeah. You know, I would say I, um, him and I trained together and everything. And, um, we were supposed to fight. And then when I saw that he got, a, he got, he got a title fight before me somehow, like, because, um, whole COVID situation, I got a little bit salty. So I just started playing that role of, of man. Okay. So, but I think it did a good job. I think it sold. I mean, that place was sold out. Um, and I think it sold a lot of tickets and everything, but, um, him and I are real cool still. Yeah. Uh, we talked and everything plenty of times after that. Is there a rematch in your future? Um, so I've been fighting at 155. The majority of my career was at 145 pounds. I'm a naturally natural 145er, okay. but, um, you know, I'm walking around right now. I'm probably like 168 pounds. Okay. And, um, so the cut to 155 is not bad and it's been fun, but I just, um, I don't know. I just want fun fights. You know, the title, I had my chance and it just didn't go my way at all. If it happens in the future, it happens. But it could be at 145, it could be at 155, it could be at 165. You know, I'm open to to all those weight classes. So what do you what do you do differently to train for a bare knuckle fight than you did with I I I somewhat obvious, but I want the listeners to hear you you talk about it. You know, what's different from an MMA fight to a bare knuckle fight? What is the you know the the month leading up? Is it a full training camp? Is it a three month training camp? Is it just a couple of weeks? Talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, so my first four fights were all pretty um, short fight camps. And then this one was my longest fight camp. And I think it kind of, kind of messed with me a little bit more. So I definitely think I would have shorter fight camps in the future again. Um, but the, the key to me definitely is cardio, right? The rounds are short. They're two minute rounds. So if you can keep going for those two minutes nonstop, then, then you're already, you're on top of the game, right? If I can outtire you, then, then you can have better technique, anything than me. But because you're tired, I'm gonna um, take advantage of that. So that's that's been one thing is key with cardio. And um, I actually do a lot of like Greco style wrestling because in bare knuckle fighting championship you can clinch. So I like to work from there, um, working that just movement, controlling the head, turning your body in certain ways while throwing punches. So a lot of that dirty boxing. You can hold, you can hold and hit, right? You can you can grab behind yeah, the head. Yeah, I can hold. I can punch. hold onto your arm, punch. As long as I'm actively punching. Okay. Um, so those two things and just hand speed is what I, I really work with my boxing coach. But I still train everything. Still, I think jiu- I train jujitsu every single day. Still, no matter if I have a bare knuckle fight or not. Um, you know, I train kickboxing. I train MMA. Um, I just train train a little bit. Of, I guess I up my pad work a little bit more and. My cardio, sprints, sprints, sprints. Is there, is there any sparring? I, I can't see you doing bare knuckle sparring, but it, is there any sparring on the lead up? Um, so I don't spar really at all. Um, I probably stopped. I don't know how long ago. I just figured, um, why would I get punched in the head for free? Um, <laughs> I know how to fight. Um, <laughs> you know, you can't condition that. You've only got so many um, hits to the head. 
before your brain just kind of shuts off. Mm -hmm. That's just one thing you can't condition. No matter if you have headgear or anything, you're still constant blows to the head is not good. Um, so I'll do very light sparring, but not, not the sparring that sometimes you see that these guys are getting dropped in a, in a round or something like that. Um, and I'll do light sparring or maybe like once every two weeks just to get, get movement going. So definitely not a fan of that. And I don't even, I don't hit pads without my gloves on. We tried that one time and my hands were just like destroyed for like two days. Uh, so I, I use gloves when I get close to the fight, I drop down to like MMA gloves. That's about it. So my, the most interesting thing I found when I watched these, uh, the, your, a couple of your fights, uh, this week. You know, they bring you to the center of the ring. For those of you who haven't seen this yet, again, I'm new to this, so but I'm already a fan now. Most people are, man. Most people are. They bring you to the center of the ring, you know, figure that, you know, the ref gives you those final instructions, and I'm waiting for them to go back, and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys have your feet on the line, and what do they say? Knuckle knuckle up! Knuckle up, And you guys are starting from probably, what is that, maybe a foot or two, let's call it two feet, if that. You're two feet apart. And you're just going at it. Is the in your mind? I think you kind of answered this before. Maybe in your mind is the strategy to try to knock his head off as quickly as possible and get out of there. You know, is that is that the reason that they started so, there? They want to see action. Yeah, they want to see action. Um, you know, that's been my my strategy from for all my fights. Um, I was just like, man, I got to be first. I remember my my dad you know, told me growing up, man, if someone gets in your face, they're in your face because, you know, they want to hurt you or something. So definitely hit them first. If something happens, you know, and I'm like, all right, so we're in that situation. We're this close. I know if I hit you first, it's going to, it's going to, it's especially with those bare knuckle, you know, one hit, it's just like, Oh man, you know, what just happened? So, um, it's, it's worked my first four fights, this last fight with um, Palomino, he definitely, um, studied it and capitalized and did good at backing up while throwing punches too, which most people, they just kind of covered up. So, um, I don't know. I got to maybe put, put two of the best, put it together, you know, a little bit more with coming forward, but also strategizing a little bit more differently. So I don't know if I asked you this before. Do you have a a bare knuckle fight coming? Do you know when your next fight is? Uh, I mean, it's a little soon. Your last fight was just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I was ready to fight, you know, as soon as my cuts healed up, I wanted to get back in ASAP. I had, you know, such a good fight camp and I'm like, oh man, I don't want it to go to waste. You know, my last fight was crazy fast. It was over in like 40 seconds. And, um, I was just ready to go again as soon as my cuts healed. But, um, they just, you know, the way that it works, they just want to, they have, you know, it's a new promotion. So they want to use their guys, um, for different fights. So they have a fight coming up with somebody that they want to use. And I think, um, we're looking about February or March. So I have a I have an interesting question. Again, watch some of your interviews and and and, and the fights recently. So, what's different between this organization and the UFC? You you had made a comment. If it's okay, I don't want to get political, and you don't if you don't want to answer this. And you know, sometimes you, I don't want you taking shots at the UFC by any chance. But you talked about kind of feeling like a sheep, or at least the fighters in the UFC were like sheep. That there's a lot of sheep there. What's the difference? How did, how did that feeling come about? And what's the difference between the UFC and bare knuckle fighting? I think like just in the UFC almost, it's everyone's, everyone's goal. You know, like, man, I want to make it to the UFC. 
so the UFC can, they, I remember they sent me a contract that was like this big. And I was like, you know, this is something I've been working for, for, you know, the last 10 years or so. Um, I don't care what it says, you know, sign, 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 sign. And I think so, so many people probably do the same thing. And, um, you know, and it's, they can, they can set the pay, you know, almost if it's just like, Hey, we're going to give you actually, instead of 12 and 12, we're going to give you guys starting now nine and nine. And because no one else is, is offering that, that you just have to kind of go with it. And no matter what it is, Hey, we're going to take away your sponsors. We're going to make a Reebok your sponsor thing now. And if you have a problem with it, there's nothing really you can do with it. Maybe you can try to go to Bellator or something, but are you going to get the same amount of fame? Um, you know, that's what people, when they think the UFC, Oh, I'm going to get big, like Conor McGregor, or, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of those in the world, but, um, I think, um, and you're also, I talked to Dana White, I don't know, like maybe he shook my hand one time, but I'm sure he'll never remember um, who I am. But um, in Bare Knuckle, it's very like family oriented, man. He has, you know, his son working, doing um, another part, some of his best friends. Um, I think he knows every fighter that's um, been on the card. I think he personally talks to them, um, David Feldman. Um, he's always been a man of his word with me. You know, he talks to me personally. Um, it's just something different, man. It has like that small show feel, but, um, as you can see, it's just blowing up. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely a fan. I'm definitely going to uh, be watching the next fight live. So h- how does the, how does your, your BJJ, your, your jujitsu play into your performance in the ring? Do you feel like that makes you a better fighter? I mean, obviously this is stand up, but do you feel like you use any of those elements from jujitsu in the ring when you're fighting bare knuckle? Yeah, I think I, you know, I've shouted out Wagner a couple of times because, um, like I have a lot of his style in my jujitsu of that, like, just, I want to like make it not fun for you, you know? And, um, (laughs) so that, that's really like the mindset too, sometimes that I, that I bring into that. And I want to like, you know, make you feel my weight, like move you around. Definitely. Like when I, when I tie up with you, it's like a, like I'm almost punching you in the back of the neck kind of thing. And um, so that definitely like plays a part of my jujitsu is uh, I mean, in, in my fighting style, my jujitsu style, my fighting style is very similar that I'm just trying to constantly move, trying to constantly move, put you in bad positions, make it uncomfortable, uncomfortable for you. You mentioned and, combat uh, jujitsu before. Have you, have you done any combat jujitsu fights? You, you smiled a little bit there as soon as I said it. Do you, do you like that? Do you like fighting combat jujitsu? Yeah, I love, I've tried it. I did it for, um, a promotion called combat night. Okay. I won their, their, um, their combat jujitsu title. And, um, I was supposed to be on Eddie Bravo's combat jujitsu worlds. Mm-hmm. I was going to go up to middleweight. I was just like, I just want to do it. And like I said, I'm 169, 170. Mm-hmm. And so I was just going to jump in there with these middleweights. I ended up, um, hurting my rib, had to pull out, but, um, I went this weekend to, um, Mexico and I, um, went with one of, um, my training partner is Danny Colazzo. He trains on the Wagner Rocha. And I got to talk to Eddie and he was like, I was like, Hey, I was supposed to be on your show. This happened, hurt my rib, blah, blah, blah. And he's, and he, so he assured me that I'll be on the 170 um, combat jujitsu worlds. So I'm excited about that because I don't know. I love it, man. I love that. I get to mix jujitsu and striking together. So um, it's, it's pretty fun. 
do you see yourself ever stepping back into a cage, whether it's like a Bellator? I mean, it doesn't sound like you'd ever be in the, you know, do a UFC fight again if they called, but a Bellator or, or any of the smaller organizations, is that in the cards for you or are you happy where you are um, with Bare Knuckle? No, I'm very happy where I am with Bare Knuckle, but I think I'm going to talk to David. Just It's just like a bucket list thing that I want to do is I have 19 uh, MMA fights. And so I just, I just want to get that 20th MMA fight. Um, and just to say I fought 20 times okay. in the cage. Um, but that's really, that's really all. I don't, I think after bare knuckle, definitely my focus is my students. I have three shows that we're going to this December of, um, some of my students fighting. And, um, I just want to grow those guys and think it's almost time, you know, for that next generation. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your gym down in South Florida. Let's uh, let's make sure everybody knows where to find you. How long have you been open now? Um, we just passed our two year mark in October. Um, you know, we opened up. Um, like I said, another. Uh, I was working at another school. It closed down, and I was just like, you know what? I've been teaching for a lot of people, and I feel like I can do this. And um, opened up the school. Uh, I think with my wife and I both having our degree in education. It kind of um, helps with the way that um, the, the schools ran and how we teach. Um, she kind of jumped in to start helping me teach. She's a blue belt now, and she's she's doing such a good job as well. We're located in West Pembroke Pines, so it's almost as far as you can go in Pembroke Pines West. And um, before the uh, before the Everglades, before the Everglades, okay. yeah, right, right on Twenty Seven, <laughs> pretty much next to West Broward High School. So um, if anyone knows the area, it's in Chapel Trail. We're like in these warehouses on Johnson and 27 and um, been doing awesome. I'm so happy that we like made it through these hard times. It's not over yet, but um, you know, I think for a lot of gyms, it was very sad. You know, I was on Instagram and I'll see many gyms closing down. You know, a lot of people yeah. were posting this, this um, photo of like the coach in the middle with all the mats gone, you know, and I, I saw that photo many different times in different scenarios. And I was just like, man, you know, and I was just, um, thank God that I was able to keep it through. You know, we were doing Zoom classes and part classes and whatever we could um, to just keep the members engaged and um, just happy that we're back and we're training and hopefully it stays that way. So kids, kids through adults, tell us about like yeah, your, your so, kids program to the adults. Yeah, so we have kids classes um, Monday through Friday. Um I teach jujitsu and I teach a little bit of everything to the kids. So I don't have just jujitsu all every day. Um, I teach jujitsu on Mondays, kickboxing on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, jujitsu, Thursday, kickboxing. And then Friday, I mix it up together and I do an MMA class for them as well. Um, I have a four to six year old class from five to five forty five, And then from five forty five to six thirty, I have a um, seven to 12 year old class. And then adults after that. And then I have adults right after that. So I have jujitsu and kickboxing Monday through Thursday, every single day, whether it's no gi or, um, or gi. So usually it's Monday and Wednesday is gi, Tuesday and Thursday is no gi. Um, and then we have kickboxing Monday through Thursday also. And then Friday we have um, jujitsu and an MMA for adults. Right. And then Saturday we have open mat every Saturday. Okay. So let's go back to COVID real quick. I mean, Give me your thoughts on on the gyms having to close. I mean, for a short amount of time, I guess. But uh, you know, how did you guys make it through? Uh, you know, what'd you say? Zoom. Um, did yeah, you, did so, you have to close for a period of time? 
So yeah, we were closed um, for about three months okay. or so before they allowed allowed us to go back. Honestly, I'm not even sure if we're allowed to be doing jujitsu anymore still. Um, but um, you know, we don't have any windows or anything in our gym, um, and and um, a lot of gyms have to like cover up their windows and all this all this craziness so that they can um, exercise, do jujitsu. So um, we. We did Zoom classes during that time. I taught Zoom classes to kids and adults um, one time in the morning, one time in the evening, every single day, um, Monday through Friday. I mean, Monday through Saturday, I did. And then um, when parks kind of opened back up, we I would just like, hey, guys, let's go do workouts at the park, whether it's, hey, well, let's, let's all go for a run together. Let's all go off for a bike ride. Um, just trying to to keep them engaged and and know like, hey, man, we, we can – I just, I just want you guys to stay healthy, stay active. Um, you know, we can do it outside of the gym as well. All right, cool. So let's, uh, let's uh, give you an opportunity to shout out some of your sponsors. You know, you got the floor here. Let's, uh, let's make sure they, uh, they know you're on. Awesome. Uh, man, I got Fusion CBD. They're a CBD company that's definitely been helping me out a ton. Um, my, I, I healed up crazy fast using their products from my last fight. Like it's, it's um, a topical, a topical for the cuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a topical I put up, I was, my, my stitches were out. I was already training, I think the same week of after the fight almost. Um, also, um, honest Amish is a beard, um, like product company that I use. Um, as you can see, like my beard is pretty awesome. Uh, so <laughs> I see that you can grow a good one too, man. So I definitely got to. <laughs> I got to hook you up, man. We're going to, we're going to get you. Dude. I got to hook you up with some of those products. I got something I can do, hand out to you. Very cool, man. Sure. Um, man, I got, um, Hydro Life. It's a water alkaline water company that, um, they sponsored my gym. They give us, um, giant bottles of water for the gym constantly. Um, it's the only water that I drink, honestly. Um, when I try to drink regular water, it just tastes weird and funny now to me. Yeah. So, um, I use that one. Um, healthy one is my supplement company. They, they, um, pretty much I suck with taking supplements and this guy's awesome. He'll break it down, offer me, tell me what I need to use, um, when I need to use it. Um, I don't like to take anything that I don't know what it is, you know, into my body just because someone tells me. So I'm like, Hey man, I, I appreciate you, um, giving me all this stuff, but tell me about it because if I don't know what it is, I'm not going to put it in my body. And so he's been awesome with that. So definitely appreciate, appreciate them over there. Um, but um, yeah, man, I got, man, I got so many, I can't think of them all right now. But <laughs> those, right, are, those are definitely the main ones. I'm blessed that I got, you know, just sponsors have been coming in lately and um, appreciate everybody. That's very cool. So let everybody know where they can find you, uh, you know, social uh, media. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm most active on my Instagram. And it's at Fight Gym, F I G H T J I M. A lot of people think it's like the gym that you're training. Yeah. <laughs> but just gym like just gym like my name. So at Fight Gym. And um pretty active on that with my stories. And I'll post just things from my school, which is at Allers Martial Arts, um, as well. Um, just showing about my family, my life, just the fight life kinda and um I love to eat, always showing food. <laughs> I saw in your in your uh, bio on your Instagram, it said food. I wasn't expecting yeah, to see that in, at the bottom. <laughs> Father, foodie. <laughs> oh, man, like one of my main things when I travel is 
what's the best place to eat and where's the nearest jujitsu gym? Yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely like, you know, where, where do you guys live? You're down in the Miami area too? You're in Pembroke so Pines? We live in um, West Davie. Okay. All so right, like so, Broward. So I mean, South Florida, I mean, it's the land of like any kind of food, any restaurant you could, you oh, know, you'd want to find Brazilian, so Cuban, Puerto Rican. I mean, we got everything down here. I love it, man. That's one of my favorite things about living here. Well, Jim, man, listen, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking it easy on me when we uh, when we rolled in the gym on that open mat. I appreciate that. It made me look good, you know. Uh, but uh, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you. I'll let you know when this comes out. Listen, let's a uh, couple of months, uh, you know, let's get an update, have you back on. We'll talk a little bit more, see where you're at. And, uh, yeah, again, we appreciate you for coming on, man. Thank you so much. For sure, man. Sounds good. Thank you. All righty, brother. Take care, man. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Cool dude, man, right? Pretty awesome guy, man. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, he's uh, he really did take it take it easy in the gym when we uh, when we uh, when we rolled at that open mat. So let me get the logo scroll back up here. I, I thought he was like six foot five or something from the way he appeared in the in the video. And then when he said he's one forty five, one fifty five, it's like <laughs> whoa, that's Two thirds of me. <laughs> yeah, he's you know one. I mean one fifty five. Jeez, I'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm usually right around two thirty. I'm at one eighty five right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, good guy. Again, you know he was awesome in the gym. You know, the, uh, I've got this thing about people that visit the gym and rolling with them for the first time. And I think I wound up actually drilling with him that day. And uh, you know he was you know just. He's, he's, you know, almost a second degree black belt, I believe. He said he's a black belt for six years, so that would, he'd be getting a second degree soon. Uh, and he could easily come into a gym and start smashing everybody. And he was uh, he was fun to roll with. He was fun to roll with. So uh, thank you uh, for staying with us, guys. Uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. I, you know, this is really cool stuff, so don't go anywhere. If you're a competitor, a parent, or a coach who wants to get their kids into, into events, we talked a little bit about tournaments today. You can raise money for the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation. Details are in the podcast description, either on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can sign up, set up a page, and start posting online. You can share with your family and friends and raise $300 for the foundation, which, again, the foundation awards jujitsu scholarships to, you know, just kind of cool kids, kids that have done amazing or doing amazing things with their life in and outside of jujitsu. If you raise $300, we'll pay up to $100 of your entrance fee to your next tournament. You raise $500 or more, and we'll also send you a gi from Flow and Roll. Raise $1,000 or more and get a $100 entrance fee to gi and a $100 gift card to our podcast store. So uh, if you're trying to get to an event anywhere in the world, in or outside of the U.S., we'll, we'll do the same. It doesn't matter where you are. All right. You can also follow that same link and make a one-time donation or a recurring donation. So if you feel like, hey, listen, I want to donate, but I don't want to, I can't give 100 or 20 bucks, you know, listen, donate five bucks, five bucks a month. You can set up a recurring donation. We'll really appreciate it, and it'll go to good use. You can check us out on IG, the foundation itself, at the JJD Foundation, or on Facebook, just, you know, facebook.com forward slash the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation, completely spelled out. Uh, always... A special thank you to Dave Kaidash from High Road BJJ and High Road Revolution. He's been a huge supporter of the foundation. We very much appreciate everything he's done. Uh, and because of him and also um, 
Fightback CBD, we're able to award our third scholarship now. So we'll have three scholarship winners having their monthly tuition paid for. Uh, if you need help getting more students to your gym, hit me up. You know, my day job, I'm, I'm in the marketing field. Uh, it's why, you know, uh, like bra- not, not bragging, Bo, but, um, you know, it's why the podcast has been successful. We didn't just put out a podcast. We marketed the podcast. We Your got it out in front of people. You know, we mastermind. did things to, <laughs> we did things to get it out in front of people. I think and that's a huge mistake. You know, it's, this is not building and they will come and neither is a gym. If you set up a gym, you know, you got to get your GMB in check. You got to be posting to social media. You've got to retarget people who visited your website with ads. There's a lot that you can do. Hit me up, go to at jujitsu dummies on Instagram or at Uncle Milty BJJ. Shoot me a direct message. Send me your phone number. I'll give you a call. We'll talk a little bit. My day job is different from the podcast. That's what I do for another company, you know, nine to five every day. You can check out the podcast store at jujitsudummies.shop. Get 15% off with code JJD. Really, all of our sponsors, we have them do JJD. So if you've heard us mention somebody for the most part, except for the new sponsors today, which are just, you know, brand new relationships, you can uh, at Warbar, at who else? At Fightback and at our podcast store, use JJD. Just always remember JJD. But in the shop, go to jujitsudummies.shop, 15% off with code JJD. We have new ranked rash guards, tees, face shields, backpacks, coffee mugs, and we always give you free shipping in the U.S. on orders over 50 bucks. okay? If you'd like to support the show, which this is really, really super helpful, again, you could do a recurring donation at Patreon. That's directly for the show. That's not foundation. Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. You can join and be automatically entered in to win $100 worth of a drawing for $100 worth of jujitsu swag every single month. Sometimes it's Flow and Roll. Uh, sometimes it's a, a podcast store gift card. You know, it changes. Uh, we're starting to get some of our other sponsors to put up donations as well. So, uh, High Road's going to be doing something for one of our past Patreon winners, too. So, shout out to our current podcast patrons. We've got Robert Walker. He's. Bridger's dad, who won our scholarship, so he's a lifetime podcast patron now. Frank House, Liam Berg, Wolsey Rivera, Boa Athletics. Check out their shirts. He's got some really cool designs that he's been posting. Check them out on IG at Boa, B-O-A underscore athletics with an S. Uh, Check them out again on on IG. Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tavar. I said her name wrong on the last podcast. I said Tover. It's Tovar. James Fisher, C.J. Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. Uh, that's it, Bo. You got anything you want to tell the people? We're done already? <laughs> We're done. with A shorter podcast today, but uh, I had a lot of fun talking to Jim. You can get me at Uncle Milty BJJ on IG. Take care, everyone. Thank you for watching. Stay safe. Us. Do-do. 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 Do-do.